You're listening to Wired on the Wing with thanks to Van Diemen Brewing, your local beer this footy season. What's coming up on this week's show, mate? Well, mate, while you're away in Melbourne, I've carried the load from a footy front. Well, I do not have any football-related scores or information for this weekend. That's all right. I'll carry that, mate. Hey, mate, we look at a plethora of milestone achievements. Uh, we'll hit hard and high in Derek's deep hot dive. Oh, nice. And we'll digest the tons of local footy news that's been happening. Got anything that, else? That and an unsanctioned football term gets used in controversy corner. Ooh, look out. Here all we go. Coming up. Ah, Wormit. We're back. We are back. You're, you're back. <clears throat> yes. Thought you were going to be stuck in Melbourne for a little while oh, there. I was. Qantas gave me an extra, extra night in Melbourne. Excellent. Did they pay for it? Well, I wasn't out of pocket other than time. Well, that's a yes then. So, yes, yeah. they did. Although, but, I had to fly back in through Devonport. So, did they pay for the Uber back from Devonport to, no, it's, to home? Uh, I think they were going to, but they were going to throw me on a bus. Yeah, don't want which that. I'd, so, what would you do? Kay- uh, Kaylee and the boys had to come up. His, yeah, I was meant to be looking after them yesterday, so it served no purpose. And Kaylee, just Kaylee, coming up to get me. So no, the fair enough. Boys had a trip. <coughs> just never, not, never just fl- not old enough to leave them on their own. No, I'd never, I'd never flown into Devonport Airport. It's quite scenic coming in over Devonport. Yeah, yeah got a good view of Devonport Oval actually. Did you? Yeah, it's Did always you? good. I, I don't know whether it's after doing this uh, podcast, but. Whenever I'm in an aeroplane now, I'm constantly looking, looking at football. So, well, what was the we oval, flew what in was the oval the other week? Uh, Caprona. We, yeah, that we uh, got the bird's eye view. From. But when I flew into Melbourne on uh, the weekend, we flew in over Williamstown Oval, Arden Street. Ah, uh, sorry, not Arden Street. Um, uh, the Witten Oval, all the way through sort of Western Melbourne, and it was nice just seeing these parklands yeah, and stuff. Okay. Yeah, no, it was anything good. anything stand out or just uh, Flemington Racecourse, right? Uh, big buildings in Melbourne. Been a, been a little bit. Since there are. There. Have you have you not been there for I a while? Was, I was walking around looking up. We got old sore neck. Bumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but tell me, how was your weekend? Ah, uh, mate. Well, my, my weekend was great. Um, it was big. Uh, I wasn't feeling too good last night. Actually, I was a bit exhausted. But it started on Thursday. Actually, let me let me put this on. Let me just put this on. So, all right. Why are you doing that? Can I just um. Uh, just an apology if there's a dog noise or something. We are recording during the day, and I've got the dogs here at the brewery, so they may charge in. Uh, let me just put put my beanie on. <clears throat> What's this one, mate? The oh, it must Hutchin, be the Hutchins, Hutchins old boys beanie. It's a uh, little um, little thanks uh, thanks to Sash and uh, the team down at Hutchins. Went down there Thursday night, so we spoke about going down for the game, which we thought was this weekend. Against St. Virgil's, and it's going to be an absolute cracker now with St. Virgil's winning on the weekend against Dosa as well. Set it up, see who can get the double chance. I got down there. I said to Sash, look, mate, sorry, we can't make Saturday. I'm going to, I'm down in Hobart. I'll come along Thursday. So I went along to training. Uh, Sasha, absolute ripper of a bloke. 
And he said, mate, you know the game's not this weekend, it's next weekend. So it's actually the weekend, this weekend so coming who up. Did, so who did they were playing? To- they were uni, but it was at uni. So I don't know how we've got that so mixed up. Oh, I got this faint recollection that we decided that we both played for uni previously. So there was some level of romanticism that we were going to go and watch them. Them, yeah. But then we, then I remember the discussion we had about going. Well, hang on, a better game to watch would be the St. Virgil. And Sasha got in, he, he mentioned that to us in the email. It's, you know, it was Ladies' Day and it was going to be a big day against. And anyway, we've obviously um, that's why probably why we leave our wives to do our, <laughs> our uh, diary entries. But so um, we're going down this weekend. What, well, well, I don't know. Now I've made a few commitments, so it's going to be a little bit difficult. But it's going to be a belter of a game. So if you are down there, but uh, anyway, so I went along to training. Um, it was actually really interesting. So, obviously, being an ex-friends boy from school, I, I hated Hutchins. I shouldn't say hated Hutchins, but as a school, they were our competition. Oh, it was the same. Yeah, I had some ripping mates that uh, that went to Hutchins. But, um, yeah, it feels a bit awkward putting on the, the colours, the, the black and the magenta. But, uh, no, it was great down there. Um, Charlie White, former teammate of ours, was Premiership st- yeah, still, still running around. So, he's actually asking about the reunions when they were. Charlie when, or Jock? Well, Charlie was. Jock didn't play... He didn't play for us, but obviously very handy footballer. Played with you in uh, North when you were coaching. But, yeah, Charlie said, oh, have we got a reunion coming up? And I said, which one did you play in, mate? It was 2013. I said, oh, that was the start of the, the four in a row, wasn't it? And Sasha was like, what? Four in a row? What's, go- what's going on? How do you do that? But anyway, uh, it was, yeah, good to see him. Saw another girl, Annie Pitt, who I coached up here. She's now playing for Hutchins. Really good. Great to see the the club, the men's and the women's, you know, um, integrating. They had their players dinner on a Thursday. What did they serve? uh, So they had D'Angelo's, some pizza and pasta. They have it maybe once a month. Um, The very much in and out though. Um, No hanging around? It's it's, it's grab your feed, you sit around, teams are named. Fines? No, no fines. Teams are named. And then they're out. Where's the wheel? Yeah, no root as wheel, no nothing. So it was, it was interesting. A um, couple of things from it, though, that Sasha was explaining Schmitter's about. stories? No, no Smithers stories. Um, it is a player-led committee. So actually, their committee, they don't have um, you know non-playing members on the committee. So everyone has a service roster. They're on the gate. They're on the kiosk. Um, so I thought that was interesting. One thing that disappointed me, and he has alluded to this in the past when he said they got the best salad rolls, no deep fryer. So I don't know how you. Uh, don't actually, know, no. don't know how they run with that. So I got no problem with that. After going to two AFL games on the weekend, caught the draw on the Friday night in Melbourne, Richmond, Fremantle, and then yep. went and saw Carlton and GWS. I found it really hard to find anything other than fried food. Oh, so maybe they're and onto by something. By the end here. of the weekend, I couldn't. I did not want anything fried. Okay, there you go. So, so maybe it's mm, worth doing. But I ran into Marcus. Davies, remember we did the Freysnay Challenge against Marcus, so he's doing, he's going again this year. I don't think we are, are we? No, You're away. We have teammates that are unavailable. Oh, I thought you were unavailable. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, had a good chance. Uh, I'm not chat. sure if Rocket was going to put his hand up again. No, might have to get a new paddler. Had a good chat with uh, Lance Spalding. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's doing good things down there. Yeah. Anyway, it was nice to nice to see a different club environment, but they're kicking along well and um, yeah, very positive and optimistic that they can uh, give it a real when red hot the last chat. Hutchins Senior Premiership. Yeah. Uh, not sure about good that. Good question. Would have been. Well, they would have won one when we played. Oh Early. no, they would have won one in the last 
10 years? Oh, yeah, I reckon. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They had some strong... That is, That's yeah, the sort of stuff teams. that we probably should be across. Well, we should, yeah, do the re- research before we do it. But anyway, um, so, yeah, mate, Thursday, that was that was my weekend start and then rolled into Saturday, uh, went down to Tribuna to watch... Um, to watch the local game down there, double header. Only stayed for a little bit, um, you know, dressed up in all the local gear as as you'd expect. Um, so went down to try. Well, but hang on, let's just hold up a little bit there. Yeah, no, I was. Went you down were dressed to- in the local gear. So what? You've got a you've got a Hutchins beanie on. So you obviously didn't wear that. So you wore the tri oh, bunner top. I was dressed appropriately for tri bunner. Um, now, can I just point out to listeners that your wife flicked a message through to me? What? Of you taking photos from behind the goals. Doing my bit of research. Drove all the way down for entirely it. entirely inappropriately. <laughs> I would question whether or not it's permissible for a middle-aged man to stand behind the goals at a local football game. <laughs> middle-aged. Wearing a pristine iron white t-shirt <laughs> with a seam down the middle. Beige chinos. Which have the elastic at the bottom of the ankles. No, that's not true. And heavy armors <laughs> as shoes. Well, I was okay. I was on. I was on detour. <laughs> was I know deep, I'm not anyone detour. to talk, but there was a slight little pot belly just poking oh, out of the white up, t-shirt. Settle down. I must have been sucking it in. So that would that is not football appropriate. <laughs> um, well, look, I dare say there's a fine involved tr- there. Where's that fine jar from last year? Yeah, tr- truth be known, I was actually heading down to a fortieth <laughs> down at Spring Beach, and we happened to swing. What was by. the attire for the fortieth? It was black tie oh, with, so a, with a touch ca- of alpine. So I actually casualed it down. Oh, for did, the, did you what? For the road down. So anyway, no. So I got to got to the fortieth, chatted all night with another massive, massive fan of the podcast, Joe Brooks, <laughs> Ripper Brooksy. Quite, quite. So fun. no one else would speak to you for the rest of the night. No, I had to chat to a couple. It was quite funny. I was walked in with Anth and having a chat and mingling, and he came <laughs> he came up to me while Anthony was next to me. And he said, hey, um, are you are you Worm from Way Out in the Wing? And I'm like, yes, mate. He said, oh, look, I'm a massive, massive fan of the podcast. Love the work you guys are doing. I'm involved with St. Virgil's and he's a bit of a big deal at St. Virgil's. But anyway, Anthea looked. She's like, oh, are you taking the piss? Has Nick set you up for this? He goes, no, 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 I, I love it. So uh, that was that was quite funny. And then- um, So you spent the next six hours- Reacquainting yourself with the wind pre- wing predictor and what was going on there? <laughs> yeah, we, we had a chat about that. Um, he thinks, well, they this was hot off the press of St. Virgil smashing Dosa. So that's going to be a belter of a uh, finals between those three teams, I don't think. Well, you did say a couple place. of weeks ago it was probably the tightest competition in the state. Uh, well, and the NT we'll get, we'll get to Premier. that. Um, but the good thing about this 40th, some of the best fire pits were going Really? Around. Yeah. We, no photos sent through to me? I've got them. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll right. show you. And we were stoking them up. And because I was designated driver, I was just sitting there taking these um, artistic fire pit photos. So I've got a few to send through to you. So I'll so show you them. Were, and then you were that wanker. Yeah, I was talking. Yeah. About. Oh, they were all. Everyone else had had a had a had a few. So uh, and then Sunday, mate. Obviously, you're in Melbourne, so I took over the reins uh, as as coach of the under twelves. So we had a tough game against Tamer. They got some very very good young footballers in that team, but we had young Hamish umpiring us again, and he did a Excellent job. Improved dramatically since um, the first game. He was a little bit hesitant, but this game he was great. Had control. You spoke to Ned and asked Ned what he thought of the umpires, and he said they were good. Um, And he must have been doing a good job because I had numerous 
supporters and the bench staff uh, telling me how extremely reserved I was <laughs> as coach. They said, I can't believe you were so quiet. I said, well, the umpires did a good a job. A little bit so I didn't have to... the week before. Yes, anyway. I'll leave that one there. Yeah. So did you get any footy in over the weekend or was it more just beer and blood uh, No, I got, I got two AFL games in. Yeah. Didn't, uh, didn't get to the... Collingwood Essen. No, I didn't. I, I'm somewhat, I think that's probably my my height of annoyance with Qantas was yeah. that I made it all the way out to Tullamarine after the Carlton GWS game on Sunday, sat there for six hours, caught the second half of the Collingwood Essendon game. But if they'd sent me a text and said your flight's cancelled, oh, I would have gone from Marvel straight to the G. As much as I hate Collingwood and Essendon, yep. geez, it would have been a good game to be at. Yeah. So, yes, I did see, the, um, did see two games. And I've got to say, I'm not... The biggest fan of Toby Green, but he as a footballer. How was the mark? Oh, the, it, well, between him and Adam Sards, um, but Toby Green is so incredibly smart and works so hard. Along with the guys that like uh, um, Charlie Kerno and a Harry Mackay, their work rate. Even someone like a Sam Walsh, you don't. It's only once you're at a game. So do you when you go to a game? Do you watch? Do you, do you say I'm going to watch Walsh? Because I've often tried to do that and I can't. I'm, I'm uh, too busy watching the game. But I you think, obviously... Yeah, no, I, I was watching... I, I did start watching Toby Green isolated because he and Jacob Wiedering was another good one to watch. Just the way that Wiedering defended Toby Green, which is an interesting matchup. Wiedering's a key mm, defender, but mm. Toby Green's obviously one of the, the smartest forwards in the game. So I did end up watching those. I watched the work rate of um, the two big forwards for Carlton, but then someone like a Sam Walsh, he just goes and goes, and I would, and I'm going to tell my boys that when we go to a football game, and particularly a Carlton game, being Carlton supporters, we just watch Sam Walsh and his effort and persistence, and he gets hit off the ball and scragged almost as much as what Cripps does, but he doesn't react to it. So he just goes and goes and goes. At one point in the third quarter, he came off with a um, bad ankle. He rolled over his ankle and he would have been off for five or six minutes. He's still got 11 possessions in that third quarter. Yeah. Is it, so is it, <coughs> is it his tank? Is it his running capacity to push to contest the contest? Or is that. it just that he's so smart he goes, right, we're a chance. I'm looking, you know, we've got two on one, we're a chance. I'm pushing to the next spot where I know the contest is going to be in both. front of both. It's both. Yeah. So it's that, having that net football now, but it's also that the, Obviously, the um, workload that he's put underneath to get the, the tank that he's got. When when you watch junior footy um, and coach junior footy, you, you know, how often do you look and go, God, I'd love to put my footy brain on a kid. And there's a few kids that run around. You know, we played against little Jack on the weekend who's won, but um, who just seem to know where the ball's going to go and where it's going to land. And, you know, you just love to say, mate, we got three on one over there. We're going to win it. Spread out here where there's space. Go and you will get the easy, you'll get the ball, and then you know and just get the easy ball. Is that oh, the one right. you teach? Is <laughs> it? <laughs> Did I say that? I was thinking that. Get the easy ball. Get the ball. But anyway, it's um, um, it's good to watch, and, and obviously Walsh, yeah, footy. Brains, but uh, I did that. interestingly at the draw on Friday night. I was watching uh, Noah Bolter. Uh, it was st- standing. I wasn't. I started. The, did the first half way out in the wing, up high. Yep. Um, but then I went though. behind the goals for the second half. And as he took that mark, the time clock goes up on the scoreboard. And I'm standing. Oh, I'm sitting there watching him. And he got to about fifteen or ten seconds to go. And he still hadn't brought himself up and started spinning the ball or anything. And there were these Richmond fans behind me, and they said, "Oh, there's only forty seconds left in the game." 
and it continued to count down. It got to three, two. And it went, he's not going to do this. He hadn't even looked up. And then you see Fredericks run in, smother it. Yeah. Uh, and then the poor old bloke, what was his name? Um, Noah Cumber- Cumberston? Cumber that took the mark at the end and stuff. Yeah. He, I reckon he would have kicked that if the siren hadn't gone. And it was everyone, even though there were only 25,000 people, just there, couldn't every- hear the siren. You actually couldn't hear the siren when it went. It yeah, was right. only the umpires that sort of put the hands up and yeah. stuff. Weird feeling. Yeah, okay. A few Richmond fans started to uh, yeah. attack a couple of seats and stuff. Did they really? Yeah. Ferals. I was, well, yeah, they were because I wasn't willing to get the camera out and video them. <laughs> Um, there was a f- couple of face tats and yeah, um, oh really, yeah, excellent. But it was you were very a face tat once, very interesting walk back across the bridge. If you had to, Street. if you had to get a face tat, what would you get? If you Arse had hat. to, ass hat. No, I'd get sponsored. I get, <laughs> I get on, the, on the forehead. Yeah, I get a million dollars to put. <laughs> I don't know, Findex or something <laughs> on the forehead. Uh, uh, Did not someone do that? Didn't someone? Yeah, there's been a few bald people or. Yeah, crazy. Hey, um, just a quick one. I just want to thank uh, Cheryl Keane down at Tribuna. Cheryl um, let me in for free. Well, she uh, was the fashion police. Went, no. Ooh, geez, I don't know. <laughs> no, she was on the gate and I said, Cheryl, I'm with Way at the Wing. You've probably heard of us. She said, no. Um, I said, okay, well, <laughs> we better change that. So anyway, she was on the gate. She let me in just to take the, the few sneaky photos. Oh, well, so thanks, a, Cheryl. Here's a shout out to Cheryl. So. Great decision, that one. Now, listen, at Way Out in the Wing, we want to build a community, a community of local footy devotees. But we can't do that alone. At the moment, you, the listener, are simply an audience. But the cool thing about what we want to do at Way Out in the Wing is to be that thriving community, a footy voice piece that brings all of you like-minded and hugely passionate individuals together. And that's pretty powerful in a largely regional volunteer space that is local Tassie footy. So we want to bring you together. Let us know what's happening at your club, in your league or region, so that we can let Australia know about it. Send us a picture of your teammates' rude training attire. The shot of goal that they mucked up on the weekend. Let us know what your canteen excels at. Hashtag canteen watch. Or what events, fundraisers or reunions you've got on. Hit us up on the socials, at Way Out Wing, on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, or flick us an email, wayoutinthewing at gmail.com, so we can let everyone know just what's happening at grassroots level. Uh, let's kick it off with communications. Well, what's what's what come you, across your desk? What do you want um, me to go? Well, I've got a couple, so I'll, I'll, I'll throw them out there. A couple of emails came through from Brian Allen, uh, Allen and Adam Daunt uh, responding to emails I sent them last week about their reporting of Local 40 in Tassie. So both Brian and Adam got back in touch. Very appreciative of the positive comments we had. Adam is a self-proclaimed big fan of the podcast, said he loves listening to it on the drive up the Midlands. Is it coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, Br- Brian, not so much. Hadn't heard of us, <laughs> but said he was willing to hey, give us a listen. So that's, that's what all, we like. There are always new listeners out a- there. Absolutely. So um, Welcome yeah, Brian, along. Brian and Cheryl, uh, if we can get you two on board, uh, that'd be great. So no, that's all I had, mate. Oh, uh, well, I got a little bit back in from the uh, best beer spots around. I like these. There's three here, which I think are very 
synonymous with uh, with local football. Uh, this one was uh, no name attached to this one. I could give the uh, the handle, but I won't. Uh, flat tray Ute, three seater couch, Esky, behind the goals, finals time. Oh yeah, that sows a seed of a bit of fun. I wonder a bit of uh, umpiring decisions in the, to the goal umpire might have been made as well. <laughs> a little bit of yeah. uh, Dougal. From the Midlands. Oh, there's a few Dougals down the Midlands. The Sugarloaf Sunrise post-premiership at Mount Pleasant. Ooh. Take the beer up there. We've done that. Not at Sunrise. We but t- yeah, that's right. Just want to hope for a non-windy day yep. uh, doing that. Uh, and then uh, this one from Wayno. <laughs> I like this. After the best beer spot, after the first pre-season session to really lay out the standards expected to new <laughs> players and coaches. So get a carton or two on the ground, introduce yourself, say, right, fellas, this is the club that we are, and just see how that goes down with the new players and coach. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, in addition to that, best banner. Okay, yes. we were yeah, asking we had a request, milestone, yeah. milestone yep. banners. Yep. Uh, Shane on the coast, he sent this one in. Uh, didn't name the player. I don't know if it was for Shane or not. The banner was 200 games, zero premierships, zero senior games, Zero highlights. <laughs> <laughs> we got a photo of it? Uh, no. no. Uh. Uh, this one from Steve-O. 100 games and then a um, sentence underneath. Just like your career, you'll struggle to run through this uninjured. <laughs> <laughs> so I reckon that's taken a little Steve bit to get o. to 100 games. Uh, and Colin in Collinsvale. Again, he's yeah, back. Yeah, he's back. Uh, this is a good one. Uh, 200 games, unbeatable one-on-one. Unbreakable in defence, unbearable on the footy trip. I reckon that might be a little bit of a tip of the hat to you. Oh, but that said, what um, was it? Unbreakable unbra- in defence? Unbeatable one-on-one and unbreakable in defence. Well, maybe the, maybe the, not the first two, yeah. but unbearable <laughs> just, on the footy trip. Just, just the final one. So, yeah. Uh, and then the only other little bit that I had was a lot of questions coming in on all formats about the so-called wing predictor we were going to add in yeah, we, uh, last week and where well, that well, might have gone. Well, we had a... Uh, we had grand plans of it, and then we sat down and ran through the predictor and realised it was the most boring 20 minutes of- I listened back to it <laughs> about adding it in, and it it was so incredibly boring. Yeah, so, we just- We canned it. So, we had- so. Well, we, we do have it, and we've got it, and what we're going to do is we'll do up a little- Maybe. No, we won't. No, absolutely we, okay. we will. I was going to do it this morning, actually. Uh, we will do up a graphic. All right. Um, that's- is far more entertaining to look at than listen to you and I pretty much sprout about the same thing in a very boring but, tone. Yeah. So. Now, now, mate, I had a question come through uh, via the text message line. Um, someone uh, who wants to rename, remain anonymous because they, they're always firing through questions for us uh, saw this on the AFL website, best of the best, the AFL all-time records that will blow your mind. So... In, this is in relation to the AFL. Rory Laird had an incredible 20-tackle performance at the weekend. So, sent a new benchmark for what AFL What would have been your player. record tackles in a game? Um, oh, three, two, maybe. Um, <laughs> forward pressure wasn't a thing back then. Making when, space when, was. when I played. That's right. But Get to the next spot. But, yeah. But the, the question the begs the question, what are some, what are some good... Funky records that you'd like to know 
of from a local footy sense. Most so, hangers attempted. Most hangers attempted. So we have the most beers from Fingal to Avoca. But what about a what about a you know Queenstown to back to to Alveston record or is so most so, U turn? What was that? Oh, I don't know. What was that? Uh, what that? are we watching? Oh, that's an ad that I'm running on the laptop. I don't know what that is. Uh, um, most yeah, so- U-turns attempted in a game. You'd give that a run oh, for your money. What's going on? Most. I'll mute that. Has uh, anyone, anyone ever played a game purely using their non-preferred? Yeah, most burnt, um, as in burning your teammates. Like most number of times. Runs ignored. Yeah, runs ignored. I not, like that. Not run received. Yeah. So anyway, if you've got some good stats that you reckon hit you the can- post. You can- How many, how many times? Out of, out of bounds? Well, the, uh, I watched Inaccurate. a game the other day. A president of a footy club hit the post twice um, in I one, we in one game. Than that. Yeah. So anyway, if you've got some good records that you think- Fattest goalposts. That you'd like to know or that you've got to tell us, get in, thickest, get in touch. Thickest 50 metre line? Shortest 50 metre line Where it's marked as 40 And it's actually We've played on grounds Where it's marked And it's 35 Some pats would be small Um, Oh Oh, you're right Sizzle You're right Uh, Um, All right, mate Any uh, any other correspondence That uh, you only The only little bit And this is a nice little merge Into results driven stuff uh, From the NTX Devils, uh, yep. North Texas Devils, yep. on the other side of the world. Oh, lads, uh, the boys got up yesterday over the Dallas Dingoes. The their, oh, that's a um, that's a rivalry. That's a big grudge yeah. match. Yes, yep. uh, got a little heated at times uh-huh. and a few scuffles, late uh-huh. hits, and some dirty stuff, but nothing too major. So I'd like to know what major is. There's a couple of things there. Final official score was ten ten seventy, defeating the Dingoes seven nine fifty one. However. Score is in dispute, Oh, as they should have kicked 11. One goal was kicked, and everyone thought it was a goal, but the goal umpire said point, even though the field umpire had taken the ball back to the middle and all the players were reset. Right, So there's a, there's a little bit of official... Uh, I did get a little bit of video. You wouldn't have seen it yet. Uh, our man uh, at Chasing Hammocks, the skipper, yeah, yeah, got collected high after, late after he kicked it. Jidivan G- style. Went, went through for a goal. And got up and may have just given a little bit back Did to he? the Dinko's okay. police. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Worth having so a look good, at. Good goal, big D Mace. Hey, um, something we missed, completely missed, was our fire pit and gas heater night ah. on the 20th. We, we forgot to attend. That was. Um, uh, some of us may have been there. Last Wednesday, did you yes, get along? Did you? Oh, I did. Far, I completely forgot about that. Yes. Um, so that was. That was disappointing. Uh, I tell you what wasn't disappointing though, and that was Premier Rockcliffe's strong oh, words rebuttal during the more week. More than a rebuttal during the week in relation to the AFL team thrown down the gauntlet to the AFL, saying the state government will withdraw its funding offer if the league doesn't respect its magnitude. Now, I'm all I'm all uh, I'm all for this. Do you reckon and- he's done it because? We've got it's gone quiet in the last three or four weeks, and he's basically restoking the fire. Or do you reckon he's done it because he knows something a little deeper than the rest of us? Well, and so he, this is the front foot thing, basically saying that if we're not going to get it, well, we put our everything forward, and it's the AFL that have. Tell me, what did what 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 has any other club had to commit? And provide well, Gold Coast to, and to get. Well, so what did they? Handed what did they them. commit? Exactly right. Like what? What the state government has offered is already, you know, 
making a, a rod for their own back in regards to people will come out and complain about that the money needs or say that the money shouldn't say complain but say the money needs to go to other priorities so it's already a difficult um you're on this is all licking that uh already a already a very difficult situation and, and throwing throwing a lot of money to it interesting that this has come off the back of the travis ald visit down into the state now I know we don't like to talk about gossip, but I heard a little bit of gossip. Do we need to put a little um, asterisk on this? We do. In case you get trouble again. Yep, pure gossip. We've Um, heard. But I've heard, and this isn't from anyone, this isn't from anyone in AFL circles. So this is external to AFL Tasmania, AFL House circles. But I heard a little bit of gossip on the weekend from someone who lives interstate uh, that Just spit it out. The meeting Travis Allwood had down here included discussions around the finer points of the Tassie side. Colours, team colours, Guernseys, mascots. That would, to me, show that this is pretty close to rubber stamp. That was, that was meant to be a rubber <laughs> stamp. <laughs> anyway, what else do you reckon they discussed, Will, at the meeting? What else? If that's the sort of along I'd the like line, to know, showers, like, whether the showers I'd had like petitions. I'd like to know whether it was discussion or just dot point saying, here's what here's what the bid entails. From from who? From uh, from AFL or from Tassie? No, from Tassie. Right. Because I, I like the front foot methodology we're on. I mean, we did, did discuss it quite a few weeks ago. What's the jumper going to be? Well, it's, good. Well, it's, it's, it's got to be the map. What's yeah. the mascot going to be? Yeah. That's well, probably open to... Yep. Jack Jumpers have probably thrown a curveball into yeah, that. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Uh, no, it'd have to be. <coughs> it, you, it would just have to be the devils. Well, it'd be yeah, shower heads. Are you going low pressure, high pressure? How many... Uh, are you going one one nozzle or hot and cold? Yeah. Uh, whether or not there's Petitions. scope to remove uh, shower curtains. Uh, or are there even shower curtains um, Specific ice baths. And whether they're attached to the showers. Yep. Is there going to be individual soap dispensers or are you going to have to go out into a common area to dispense the soap and then come back into the cubicle? Um, grass length on the training ovals, I reckon, would be with something. What Are they Are they cutting with, with a Briggs and Stratton engine or a, is it a John Deere? Yeah, or I reckon that's probably outsourced that stuff to the uh, That's to important stuff. Or... That's your workplace. Yeah, anyway, it'll be interesting to see what, sunshades, what comes, what sponsored com- sunshades. What comes from that? Um, had are, you a, going to, are you going a wide brim team hat or a Legionnaire? Oh, you'd have to go the Legionnaire, wouldn't Imagine you? that. Imagine yeah, walking up at the airport we and need seeing hats. everyone with Legionnaire hats. <laughs> That'd be awesome. AFL Taz, you heard now, that. Now, who was it that said, uh, it might have been Paddy Dangerfield on Al and Lingy, who said, um, you know, people having a whinge about has been Tassie in winter. He said, why not send the team every year three-week road trip in the middle of June or July? You go to you play both the Queensland teams away, so you have three weeks away, whereas you're playing, you know, you might rock up on the Monday, do the training. Yeah. One day you've got Gold Coast, then you're up to Brisbane to play Brisbane, and then you're coming back. And then Not buying it. it. You're not? No, I reckon that's great. No. What do, you, what do people do it, in the middle of winter? They want to get out of ta- Tassie yeah, but, from a... But when's the middle of winter? Some of our worst weather is August, yeah. is yet to come. Yeah. So there's no point sending them in end of June, yeah, start of July. Yeah, you can't time it, but... I mean, generally it, during that okay, time, it's the cold. smarter time to do it would be school holidays, when people, when the, when a Tassie fan base is actually potentially Moving. going north. Maybe there you go. 
So get everyone in there, three weeks hand or two out Legionnaires at the airport. Yep. You go. Oh, can you imagine that? That'd be awesome. Such good marketing. They had Legionnaire hats and bucket caps for everyone. Well, SunSmart. Yep. Yeah, I'm all I'm all for it. So, so anyway, are we eroding our own uh, income base here? <laughs> oh, mate, there's no income base from this thing. I reckon we might be onto a thing here. Maybe, Legionnaires. maybe. You um, heard it here first, people. You have now. Uh, Women's Coaching Month. You know how you go to the Hurricanes and they hand out those clappers? Yeah, They're plastic. That's yeah. plastic. Don't want that. No, we, don't, unre- we, don't. we can't really reuse them. No. Go to an AFL, Tassie AFL game. Hand out. There you go. There's your way out in the wing. Legionnaires hat. Brilliant. Tassie Devils sponsored. Yeah, we'll have the we'll way at the wing on the back, Tassie Devils on the front, party at the back, wow, business yes. at the front. Yes. Would uh, we have a little would you have a little just a strip of hair at the back to add make it look as though it's a mullet? <laughs> like the back part. Yeah, would just be a the mullet. back just hanging off the Well instead the Legionnaire is a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. Cam Smith mullet. Uh we're back on golf. That's off the don't talk list. Uh, I would allude to women's coaching month. So shout out to all the women who are involved in the game. It's awesome through Facebook seeing all the uh, all the ladies that do a fantastic job coaching. Um, I know the AFL, uh, um, uh, Jay Schultz and his his program he's got has got Beck Goddard on. So all those girls do a fantastic job. Keep it up. We yeah love seeing what you're doing. Uh, other stuff on the radar for you, uh, Wilders. Look at this. Oh wow. This is a picture of wow. cheese and bacon salad. Now that's worth paying three dollars. <laughs> Hazy, that Hazy. is phenomenal. Where from? So, oh. sizzle. <laughs> uh, so, I touched base with Hazy around that when that he sent is, it in. That is excellent. Where were the bacon salads from, mate? You go South Burnie after training. After so training. After, tra- after training. Uh, and I questioned him whether or not there was a opportunity for general l- release to the canteen on a Saturday. Yeah. Uh, said uh, low, I reckon. Usually $2.50 sav on Saturday. So, yeah, three. South Burnie. Well, with cheese, okay. we'll, we'll repost what, what, that. What would, you, what would you pay for that at the at the kiosk? Uh, considering we see in the realm of $4, $4.50 for a normal sav. Yeah. No, no, but if they're $3 at. Sorry, if they're two. Yeah, but you ask me, what am I willing to pay for that? Yeah, yeah. I'd be willing to pay six bucks for that. Really? Yeah, look at it. It's got six bacon dollars. and cheese That's on it. Massive. Look at that. It's a good-looking sav it too. Is. Does it have bacon? Look at it. It's a long bread roll yeah. too. Yep. All right. Six bucks though. Six bucks. Yeah. Wow. All Controversial, right. but that's value adding. Okay. Six dollars. That's not going for lowest common denominator. That's actually go. How do we value add che- to this? Cheese. There's no way that there's three dollars worth of cheese not, and bacon in that. But I'm getting the value out of it. Okay, sizzle. What are you licking me for? Yes. Um, okay, six dollars. Get out well, of it, dog. There, there you go. Hey, uh, I saw a joint message during the week from the presidents of Bernie and Penguin on Friday before their matchup. The weekend. We were included in. No, no. Did you see this? Uh, no. Yes, I did actually. Yeah. So this was on the back of their last game being called off in the third quarter after one of the Bernie guys got whacked in the chest and and. Basically went into cardiac arrest, uh, and then there was a bit of a melee that that followed this. So I thought this was a great initiative by the two clubs and the presidents to get on the front foot and ensure that footy was the main priority on the game, uh, which it clearly was, and was an absolute belter of a game as well, Bernie taking the chocolates by just eight points. So well done to those two clubs to get on the front foot in that regard. Um, Yeah, I thought that was really good to see. Wilders and I will be back in a moment. But in the meantime, if you like what we're doing, it would be great if you could help us out by jumping on your podcast app and give us a rating. (coughs) Five stars. And some positive comments to go with it. 
Reviews help people find us, which in turn allows us to spread the word of local Tassie footy. Uh, flicking into a few results, uh, TSL, uh, not much was unexpected oh, in that. Hold on. Yeah, all right. well, I thought you were going to just pass on by the fact that Clarence steamrolled your North Launceston this week. No, I don't know if that's steamrolling. 40 but... points. No, no scoring affair. Uh, but interesting, the match at Lauderdale versus Lauderdale and Launceston was yeah. potentially not going to go ahead. Yeah, uh, the ground. The, the ground was not in the greatest... Uh, State, state condition. Yep. Um, not the best um, underlying underlying surface for grass to grow on well, down there. A tip. The tip. <laughs> <laughs> Which, as we've discussed last year, it's not the only tip um, ground to be no. built on a tip. Some funny stories coming out last year about yep. axles and pieces <laughs> being right. found. So. Hey, Glenorchy put in, a, in a, an improved performance. I thought against it was North Hobart, but that was good to see. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Hey, Ollie Preshaw who kicked. Six and a best on ground performance for Clarence. Is that Mick or Nick? One of Mick or Nick's uh, yes, sons? Pretty sure it is. 19 disposals, 13 marks. For Ollie? Yeah, is that 135 right? uh, player points. Oh. Yeah, hey, hold on. Fantasy footy. Settle down. No, well, that's just off the TSL thing. Settle down. Settle uh, down. Yeah. There you go. All right. Any other, other results? No, that's, all I, that's all I've got. I actually... I wouldn't no, know right. any other results no, well, look, from the weekend. We, we alluded to the old boys and um, St. Virgil's absolutely steamrolling doser. So that I'm really looking forward to seeing that final series. Uh, the other final series I'm looking forward to seeing is up here, the NTFA in both divisions. Georgetown let a game slip. They fell to Bridge North on the weekend. Did they? Yeah. So top six and even seven potentially with Scottsdale was tight. It's going to be a fascinating run home. There's three games left, a massive three rounds left, a massive game between South Lonnie and Georgetown this weekend, the proverbial eight-pointer, as they say. And we've the, also... The proverbial eight-pointer, yeah. as they say. <laughs> <You> know, That's <laughs> that... some token language if ever I've heard it. Uh, now, we've also got Bracknell and Rocher. So that's a little belter as a, as a toddy. Although Longford, haven't they come from anywhere? I reckon gonna, on their day... Still got to win games in September. Yeah, well, you said they would in the, oh, yeah. in the, <laughs> in the print predictor that we haven't posted. But I, I genuinely think any of those teams in the top six could win it on their day. So there you go. Uh, Div 1, results went as planned. But again, that final series is going to be... Great. I did hear that Lilydale might be in a bit of um, uh, player trouble with Thane Bardenhagen injuring himself on the weekend. Oh, I thought you were going to get controversial. No, no, no. Points or something. No, hopefully he hasn't. It's not too severe and he can okay. play. You don't want to see a player of that ilk not playing finals, but that'll, um, yeah. I don't know. Might might um, get bandy the team together or it might go the other way. So um, Women's, yeah. Pretty much went as, as one, planned. One thing that I did see from the uh, SFL was uh, the Hobart Football Club. Did you see this? No. Struggling for numbers in the reserves yesterday. Oh, yeah, the Masters yes, boys. Yes, <laughs> the Hobart Masters stepped up with five players uh, stepping up to play reserves. Uh, James Holstrom, Alan Sharp Hall, Sharp Paul, David Woodcock, Steve Jungle, Den- Denahay, Michael Webster and uh, Mark Latham. So... Well done, fellas. I wonder when wonder when they stepped out of retirement and then uh, stepping up for the Masters. Oh. What's this? Now, I want to I play something. I was trying to get something up for you, Wilders. Uh, did you see um, 
it has a Tassie take on it. Uh, Damien Hardwick's uh, outburst at the VFL game. Uh, uh, yeah, one of the, called him well, a sniper t- or something. Well, yeah, he? the t- Tassie boy Ryan Mantle uh, was um, uh, essentially punched in the ribs or punched in the back uh, by the Williamstown player, and Hardwick didn't like it. <laughs> no, and he didn't. Proceeded to uh, t- or tell him a, a weak something f dash 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 ing p r i c k. Right. Okay. Luckily. C- not many of our <laughs> listeners can spell. <laughs> uh, which I think the AFL is still investigating. Ah, right. Okay. Mm. I think he was reported for rough contact too for yeah. Williamtown player. Hey, uh, have a listen. I did send a message to Ryan to ask how his ribs were, but I haven't heard back yet. Now, have a listen to this. If I can unmute it. Hey. Hey! Hey! Woo! 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 Yeah. Do you know what that's from? Well, Tasmania won again. Well done. Well done. How'd you, how'd you guess that? Uh, mate, in a great, absolutely fantastic result, the uh, Tassie NAB League boys... Defeated the previously undefeated Gippsland Power by 11 points on the weekend. A huge result. Undef- they were undefeated. They were undefeated. So Tassie's come out and, uh, yeah, absolutely steamrolled or them over there. 12 point, 11 points. Um, we saw co-captains Lockie Cohen and Sam Banks-Smith led from the front. Uh, they were all over the place. Tommy Beaumont was huge through the guts, and Josh Gillow like the rock of Gibraltar are, down back. Are you ignoring so. me? What was, was that? that played here or over, over, there? There? over there? Over there, thank you. I'm, I'm guessing that. I'm 50-50 chances, <laughs> so I'm going to go with over there. See, I like delving down into how much detail you've gone into. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's a great result for the Tassie boys. Just again, showing how strong yeah, the juniors coming, are when, we, when we're there. Give us a freaking side. Yeah, now I've got a couple more things that yes, are on the radar. Uh, Aaron McNabb from uh, Sheffield. Currently leading the goal kick in the NWFA, sitting on 98 before this weekend's game versus West Alvey. So, she'll get the 100. Best of luck. Should. Should. You're calling it. Well, yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. he'll, get, he'll get that. Uh, best of luck there, Aaron. Hey, um, are you on? Do you, do you listen to podcasts on Apple or Spotify or how do you? Uh, most of the time it's on Spotify. Well, I, I didn't realise. I had to share um, Way Out the Wing with someone and I Google searched us and it came up on uh, Apple. Anyway, there's a few reviews on Apple. We're going all right. Uh, 4.9 stars out of five. I was not too happy thanks, with that. Yeah, the, the one down that marked us only four stars was a guy called Lionel from the Riverbank <laughs> who said, but then he, but then he, this is the brains of Lionel from the Riverbank. He's then, his title says six stars, but he actually only gave us four. <laughs> it says, phenomenal you listening. Moron. Worm is hilarious. Wildus has a voice of an angel. Keep up the good works, gents. <laughs> So he might go but through. Uh, if ever, if we might put that up on the socials, get everyone else just to copy and paste that. What six stars? Yeah, six stars. Put four and make that comment. No, we don't want that. We want five stars. So give us five Rowan stars. Baldock, if you haven't voted yet, Rowan got on. Really enjoying the episode, fellas. Love local footy talk. Ned Perry, great podcast, straight from the heart. So there's some lacking on Twitter this year, Ned. Yeah. So anyway, if if you are listening. I would, we would really, really appreciate you getting on and actually giving us a, a five-star rating if you think it's worthy of five. Funny, we got an ad to do after this. I do. Doing exactly that. Excellent. If not, then maybe just 
Don't mark us anything less than a four. Share, gonna, it. share it. If share you, it with your teammates. If you're going to mark us less than a four, rather than doing that, send us in a comment, direct, tell us why. Let us let us improve to get you that five and then we'll... When we'll and we'll tear you to flipping threads. <laughs> anyway, there's a few there, mate. So we'll have to... We might go through one of them a week. Yeah, that's not a bad radar this week. Yeah. You finished? Um, yeah, I think I have. Right here. You're listening to Way Out on the Wing with thanks to Van Diemen Brewing, your local beer this footy season. Let's rip. It's time for Derek's Deep Dive. Let's get stuck into it. You're cool, fellas. Thanks, Derek. On point as always. He sounds, um, doesn't sound drunk. He just sounds deep. Just I think he's full of deep fried post- stuff. Posturing. I think it's deep fried. Your Derek? throat starts to swell. Maybe he needs to get to Hutchins for a salad roll. Uh, it could do him a world of good. Uh, right, Derek's deep dive this week. Very, very, quite topical at AFL level. Right. I reckon it filters down yeah, into the lower I, leagues. I don't know what this is, so I'm interested All to right. see uh, what you've got, Derek. Where are we with the high tackle rule <laughs> Yeah, in football? Uh, th- so this is, uh, a, this is almost, we can start there. Yep. And then just filter down on where this then subsequently yeah. sits for so, for local football. Obviously, Derek has brought this up because of the um, this is this is well, he's a Collingwood, me- Collingwood media, fan. This is this is media uh, month of which this is the topic for the month of of the media in the AFL circles, which is the high tackle. Jack, what's his name? Ginovan, Ginovan, Gianovan, uh, getting Gen- getting his head absolutely ripped off. Uh, but no free kick. That was the that was one of the worst decisions I have seen in AFL. The poor kid. He's nineteen years of age. Like, it, what's he meant to do when someone goes to tackle him? Is he meant to jump up in the air so he, they don't get it? He was just getting the ball, and I know that he, you know, there there have been times where where he's gone in head first and low. But that was a shocking decision. Um- as a side note, his social media, Jack Dinovan's social media photo is now a shot of uh, the Mason Redman uh, headlock. <laughs> what was so his just, hand around his... Yeah, just trolling yeah. the AFL beautifully. Oh, it was, uh, uh, it's, um, effectively, where are we with the high tackle rule? So at the moment, uh, we teach kids to go low and strong. Well, we teach them to tackle... Uh, you mean tackling? No, no, no. Oh, so the gathering ball. the ball. Yep. So we teach them to go low and strong, win the ball Yeah, as a, as a primary thing. Bend down and pick it up. Don't kick Something it off the ground. Something you still haven't to grasp yet, but it'll come, I'm sure. Um, but a natural reaction to protecting your head is to... If, if, someone, if someone throws a punch at you, what do you do? Do you stand there and cop it or do you put your arm up or... Oh, I run. <laughs> <laughs> So That's right. You put your, your arm... You your, put your arm up or you, or you, to, mo- you move yourself. Yeah. So you're not a statue. Yep. Correct? Yep. So the AFL has re-emphasised to umpires that their directives should be to not reward players that duck, drop, shrug a shoulder or throw an arm to draw high contact. Now, I read a piece uh, this morning about um, ex-AFL, uh, ex-AFL player, ex-West Coast Eagle, Will Schofield, put it in that uh, he's not happy because players aren't statues when they're holding the football and the people that are trying to tackle them aren't statues either. So there's a no there's no set ruling. Yeah. You don't just stand there, oh yeah, yep. come and get me between the waist and the well, shoulders. That, that's, that's football. If you're if you're if you're running towards a ball 
but you are bending down to pick it up, your body position completely well, changes. As Schofield yeah. continues, he said, they're moving objects. There's lots of decisions being made at the same time, and we're asking umpires to now make further interpretations to the rule. Don't think you can expect players to not try and avoid a tackle. Of course not. So I don't what, know. What, 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 do you, I, what do you teach if a kid's getting tackled? What's the first thing you teach? Arms go up. Arms up. So Get your arms up so you've sudden, got your arms So we're free. teaching that when the ball's in those hands. Yeah. But at the same time, if the ball's not... So most of the time, and Ginnivan's a great um, example, and guys in the past that have done it, Selwood, Lindsay Thomas, Toby Green, do it really well, tuck the ball under one arm and effectively fend off an arm or a body yep. with the other one. Um, but all of a sudden, it's different when we have a ball in two hands because we're teaching the kids to lift them up above the arms so they, so they, so can't they can dish it off. So exactly. they can't pin their arms. So um, Schofield, said, he says, I don't know how you can assess in the heat of the moment what a player is trying to do. So it's sort of... Surely if the kid gets tackled... like I get the ducking. I don't like seeing someone get the ball... And go head first. I don't think anyone does. I don't think anyone does. No, so that's what we want to rule out. But the whole motion of moving your arm to avoid a tackle, the player tackling has it has to be on them. They have to go lower. And if you're ripping a kid's head off or someone's head off, it doesn't exclude. It doesn't excuse a crude, violent, or bad tackle technique. No. So that's that's why the rule is in place. You're giving them an out. You say, oh, they moved their arm. He moved his arm. So that's why so I got him on. So maybe it's on the tackler to lay a much better tackle. 100%. Tackling's hard. So where do we sit with the arm being thrown up or manoeuvred? It's a defense mechanism. I've got no problem with that. So if if if, if I'm if I tackle you and Sorry, what? Okay, if you tackle me <laughs> and I move my arm up in the in the tackle and get around, so the moment- around the neck the way that the, the way that the rule currently exists is as long as my tackle starts between the shoulder and the waist, yep. where it slips to yep. needs to be interpreted by the umpire to adjudicate whether or not the, if it started normal yep. but slipped high, then it's a fair tackle. Yep. But I think at the moment, and I have it as a question here, are we making the umpire's jobs more difficult? Yeah, we are. 100%. So why would we do that? This is what I don't understand from this yeah. reaction to the Ginevan throwing the arm up and stuff. Why would we get... This is the... Umpires this is the, have the hardest job in uh, the game. This is the problem with all the rules. They keep changing and it makes it so hard for them. Just make it common sense. If the tackle is high and, you know... Starts high if, if or it, finishes high or... You, you, you're doing it as well. You're make, making it difficult. If the tackle's high, then... It's a free kick. So that's up to the make it up to the interpretation of the umpire. So and as long as the umpires are consistent, that's what we want. Okay. So if the one umpire if you if you tackle and the and the player uses his arm and shrugs it up and it's a little bit of high contact, that's fine. Let it play on. But if you come in and tackle a guy and it's at the shoulder, but because of a little bit of movement, you know, your arm's gone and it's around his neck, that's a free kick. Like so, it just shouldn't be. It shouldn't be so, so hard. So, are we trying? And this, <laughs> this is good for the deep dive because I dive deeper here. Uh, are we in the pursuit of perfection? Like at the moment, is the AFL so um, pointed upon trying to get this rule so perfect that it needs to be adjudicated by umpires so to the letter of the law that we're over officiating our game? So, so question for you: Why was the rule brought in? Why is this rule brought in? Because we to, get to. 
because we get staging, we get we get free kicks occurring yeah. where they're not necessarily free kicks, but they are taken high. So, sorry, I'll go back a step. Why is the you can't tackle high rule being implemented? Why, why is that a rule? Because it's dangerous to the players. Because uh, yeah? well, yeah, it's yeah. always been yeah. a rule, and okay. it's uh, it's an unfair to the game. So so let's just let's just use that as the common common sense ground. If it if the tackle is going to be dangerous and untoward and high, then All it's right, then. then it's no go. But so is it a so. And this is going to be a really hard one for the football public to get their head around. But do we have to have a mental shift from our um, fan base point of view that mistakes are going to be made? They're going to be made by players, by umpires, by coaches, positionally where things happen. You look at Essendon on the weekend. Um, and by fans. Yeah. Like mistakes. So then, therefore, why do we strive for this sterile, perfect nature? Why don't we just embrace that our game is so unique, so novel, and think and we if big, we get big, it right mm. 95% of the time, is that not better than trying to get it right 100% of the time but ruin our game? That would be too much common sense. <laughs> and, and you're spot on, but the problem lies in the throngs of media throughout the week that need to have a topic to discuss that raise it and send it out to their social media platforms and make this a bigger issue than what it, than what it has to be. So in two, what will happen is in two weeks' time, like the arms up and the stand rule and the 50 metres, this, will be, this won't be spoken about. In two weeks' time, this will be done and, and, and problem- no one won't care because they'll be moving on to the next topical issue that they need to... To have a crack but the at. problem is the interpretation and the directive from the AFL. What are we three, four weeks out from finals? Yeah, but that's a whole different kettle is to of fish. Ch- is to change finals will change. Is is the, is to change the ruling mid season. Why can't they umpire every game like they umpire finals? Just let it go. If you rip your player's head off, then it's a free kick. But let the ball go. Let it let it go. Do you reckon it make for a better spectacle? Uh, sorry, hang on. Hold that question. How does that then filter down to? Local league, so so we're so Same we're letting difference. so we're letting stuff go. Does that then give a license to local player to do a Mason Redmayne to a Jack Inman and tear this, Pro- the yeah, young fifteen-year-old on debut? Absolutely, head off? it does. He slipped. He 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 lowered his knees. I mean, are we then not trying to protect the head, that's or have right. we then got issues? That's exactly right. The AFL of they're causing an issue here. The kid's got his head ripped off. If if you're not going in head first and, you know, I mean, it's an obvious buckle at the knees, it should be a free kick. I, I get we want to take that out of the game and ideally you'd love the coach to be saying, mate, we don't want that. We don't stand for that at this club. You know, we keep our feet, we pick the ball up, we go in hard, but we don't duck and search for free kicks. Maybe it needs to come from the coaches. Um, you know, we, we need to stamp out, but, you know, the the, the soccer acts that we have in football every now and again... Um, but we also want to protect the player and protect their head. And that's what they, the AFL haven't done in this instance. Mm. So, um, Just as a, as a little sidestep to this, but with regard to over-officiating the game, did you see that NRL decision with the West Tigers and Canterbury? So no. no. That's come out. So there was a very controversial, uh, and now the NRL has admitted, incorrect call at the end of that game with one second left on the clock. Canterbury put the ball back into play on a kickoff. West Tigers uh, took the... Grab, um, put the ball down, but it was perceived that a West Tigers player had blocked 
Oh, right. So it went to Walked the bunker. To so it went yep. to the bunker. Shouldn't yep. have done because it was a dead ball. Uh, but Canterbury were awarded a penalty. Went back, kicked the penalty, <sighs> won by a point. Oh, but the NRL has now admitted that that was an incorrect decision. So West Tigers have done all the right things, yet it's gone back to the bunker, the, the, the place where these rules are meant to be adjudicated for yep. the betterment of the game. Yep. And the NRL's now come out and said it was wrong. Oh, so, there you go. Everyone, everyone makes mistakes. So, okay, Kevin, as a little bit, do we still need, um, where are we at with the goal vision? Like the goal, the, oh, until a, until, the arc. Yeah, until that's um, until that's you know perfect. We uh, technology's taking over the world too much. I don't like it. All right. Then. So invest in our just, much like just, much like just our just players. Invest in our umpires to make those calls and embrace the imperfection. Absolutely. Let the umpires umpire the game, and that is the beauty of our game, Wilders. That it is so. So much variety, and you get people from the States coming and watching going, this is just the best. You know, you don't wear pads, you tackle hard, blokes jump up, you kick it between two sticks, and it's just, it's the game of footy. We're, we're trying to ruin it too much. And the arc was brought in for the howlers. It's like um, it's like DRS in cricket, you know, bring it in for the howlers, not for not for whether it was touched one centimetre. So right. Let the umpire make the call. So you reckon for a for a um, for the arc goal scoring that should be used what once a quarter, if that, twice a game. Yeah, possibly. Just whenever it's a real controversial, um, <coughs> excuse oh, me, contra- controversial point. Good I'd- deep dive. Just like our teachers back in primary school, here's a little chance for you to pause, go and do what you were going to do before you started listening to this. Or go and grab another cold one, settle back in, and listen. Let's rip. Derek, I hope that's um, just putting on the back burner your defence of yeah. Jack Ginnivan. You're a massive Collingwood fan. Can you're I, a moron. Can I, um, can I propose something for next week's deep dive? Is this an off-the-air thing that we need to discuss? No? No. I want to I propose, I want to ask Derek what he thinks of next week's deep dive being something along the lines of, if you, as in you and me, if we could implement, make up a number, three or five rule changes to improve the game of footy, what would they be? The irony of your statement, given we've just gone down the path of saying, just let the umpires umpire it. Now we're talking about... No, 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 but fix it. I'll, I'll, I'll give you... It might so be not just rule implementations, just rule changes. changes. I'll, I'll give you an example. I watched a game of footy on the weekend. Well, we could do it now if you want. All right, well, let's do it. I watched a game of footy on the weekend. It was the juniors. It was the under-14s Division Two game. Unfortunately, one of the sides had to forfeit. They didn't have enough numbers. And so the other team, and these were the bottom two teams vying off for the game for the, that were playing, a, a body. Um, and they had 12 aside. It was great seeing the space, seeing the contests between 12 or 11 aside. Now, I think what we should be looking at doing... We think... We think is well. I don't know if you. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll be no, no, if no, you no. agree. Changing it to fifteen aside. No. Hear me out. Hear me out. No, no, no. I'm going to go out. further. So changing it to fifteen aside, five forwards, um, five in the midfield, which includes two wingers and three in the centre. So just your ruckman and two centermen, and then five in your defence, and and keep well. 
you could keep your bench as, make it as seven, but maybe bring it down to six on the bench um, so that obviously more space, players are going to need more fitness, etc. But what that is also doing is potentially then reducing your list sizes by one or two, which allows a 19th team and the player dilution not to be as prevalent as they reckon it may be with an introduction of a 19th team. What do you uh, think of that? I agree with you. Whoa, hold on. I, I agree with you. Uh, the two thing, the couple of things I'd bring in is third man up and come back in. Yep. Um, uh, player, I would limit rotations even further. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. Uh, More like soccer? Uh, maybe not that bad, maybe halfway. <laughs> yeah. um, so how many? What would you do? Limit rotations. Uh, I don't know, 40 a game, 10 a quarter. Wow. So then you're really going back yep. to um, yep. aerobic capacity. Yep. Absolutely. 10 a but quarter, for juniors, man. I've banged on about this for a couple of years, probably five or six, seven, 10, 15, or oh, somewhere in there, <laughs> uh, years. Junior football goes to AFL 9s or AFL X. So maybe up till, I don't know, under 14 level. Yep. Okay. So, and so give, we discuss so what, this. what rules? What Give me when you no, say. No, so we're working on say on a, on an existing football ground. So we're pressed for um, player space yep. on grounds. Ground yep. time. You look at North Launceston finishing games at quarter past nine at night. Yep. Those junior games, okay, still keep it under your, your premier under sixteen or under seventeen juniors and stuff. They play on a full ground, but the, everything underneath that plays as an AFL nine. So you're then fitting three games onto a ground. Oh. So you're going from your 15 suggested, mm-hmm. I'm going back down to a nine. Right. You keep it as three, three, and three. Yep. So the kids are touching the ball more often. Yep. The ball is moving quicker. Yep. Okay. You've got more scope for games on grounds because you've got then three concurrent games yep. potentially. It might be two. You yep. might split it into a half. Yep. It may not necessarily have to be a rectangle. It could be an oval. Okay. Okay. But I just reckon the kids are then, there is less contact potentially. So we're, we're protecting the heads. Um, we're helping kids that um, maybe are not physically developed yet yep. in those spaces. So we're now working on a skill-based thing. So if you can get a ball from the back third to the middle third to the front third yep. do you play relatively like quickly. Do you play it like I think that? It's got do. to go through the zone. I think you do. Okay. I think you do. Um, you're, oh, it's, this is very. Uh, but I think for juniors, I think that works far more beneficially because then you're not trying. Why did the game? Why did the game forfeit? Because you didn't have numbers. Yeah. But what about now? If you're for a team, you're now chasing only, say, 10, so 11 what, players. What about the clubs like a Launceston, a South Launceston, a North Launceston, who have forty to fifty That's fine juniors because, coming because, through? Because you can now fit on potentially two to three games per field. Yeah, you can have your divisions. You can have two teams in the same division, two teams in the mm. next division below. Yep. You might have to look at a three to four division setup or something yeah. to cater to the numbers. But I think if you've got the ball flicking around quicker, well, what's, you, rather than little yeah. Johnny standing in the back pocket, freezing his ass yep. off on yep. a Coach puts him on in a forward Sunday pocket because, you know, he can't touch it. Yep. So he sits, sits in there. Um, all of a sudden, you've got nine players on the field. Ball moves around quicker. The likelihood of a kid touching the ball is greater. And and, the, and, the, and they're going to know where to move better because it's not someone else going to that spot. They will be forced to do it. So... I, I like it in theory. Um, if I can pick a couple of a couple of things that I, I agree with on that is sorry, you've just gone static here. A <laughs> couple of things I agree with on that is often if you look at a team dynamic, you might have the top 
9, 10, 11 players who are pretty similar. And then you might have some that fade away, skill level. So being able to split them up and play them against people in their own age um, skill level, I think is really good. Because then, because really, I mean, especially here in Tassie, at the moment, we don't have an elite, elite team to look, look up to. A lot of these kids, if they keep playing footy, it's socially, it, you're, gonna, you're feeding into the, the Div 1 clubs and the ODFA clubs and, you know, these social competitions. So I think that's, you know, that's really, really important. Um, one downside that I see to it is if we're splitting up, let's say for argument's sake, North Launceston have 50 kids on a list um, you, you, and you're splitting up between... Rather than two, you're splitting up between five. That's three extra lots of coaches and managers and supporters we have to find. Obviously, you hope at junior level that comes from the playing group. Uh, sorry, from the the parent group. But sometimes that you know doesn't always work. So that's probably just one downside to finding the numbers of support. But at least, yeah, in, in theory, I, I like it. I mean, what's junior footy about? Is it about winning, or is it about actually kids participating? Premierships. Getting... It's just all about getting premierships. <laughs> getting a eighteen man presses. Yeah, well, that that is for some time, um, but it's it's about participation. It's about getting the kids having a touch, and we've banged on for a lot of a lot of time about that's the difference between soccer and basketball and footy. You've got eighteen in the field, and it stays between the top twelve, where players fourteen, thirteen to sixteen get the odd touch, and then players seventeen and eighteen don't get a touch of the ball. So, so let's get their hands AFL, on it. Let's get them improving. Their AFLX skills. was brought in because it was effectively the T Twenty of football. Mm. Let's bring it back in, but for these junior the juniors, ages. absolutely. Well, well, soccer. They don't. I mean, when does soccer? My kids never stuck with soccer up higher levels, but. When does it become uh, under, 11 under, field? Under 14, I think. So make it under 14 is when we move yeah. to, to 15 a side, you know, and then and then under 16s or whatever. So under 12s and below, we do your AFL 9s, and then from 14s and above, we start merging into proper footy. Wow, uh, value we for are, money this week. We two, are solving two issues. Deep we are solving you. We are get a load get, of that, Gilly. Oh, Gilly and Aaron is – Aaron, Robert, you'll be on – Send this Peach through to be, Travis Old. They'll be, well, they've got nothing so better to do at the moment. Travis. They're just ticking boxes. Send it to Gil. I mean, he will thrive on this sort of well, stuff. They'll, no probably, no, they'll we'll... probably pinch it as their own idea. They like they pinch yes, the fine exactly. late. And the um, Legionnaires with the mullet hat. Cup, couple of quick things. Um, did you see uh, Hazy? You're talking about the Sab. Did you see Hazy uh, played seniors and reserves on the weekend? No, I didn't. He well did. done, Nathan. Sean Redmond, thanks for sending that through. He, uh, he got in the goal kickers as Mason's well. Mason's brother. Yeah. Tackler of <laughs> Tackler of the, the high. Um, and... Also, speaking of Peach, uh, we've got a big gig coming up. We've got a couple, actually. A couple of big media gigs coming up. You so might keep, see more of us. Keep an eye visually out. Visually more than audibly. I don't know if that works for everyone. Uh, <laughs> Not for us. I've got something for us now. You ready? Yep. <laughs> I could have turned the mic down. Boy, brown dog, I'm going to Oh, go get yourself. <laughs> Welcome to Controversy Corner. <laughs> uh, I like it. Uh, just a little stinger. I thought it was in it. Now, welcome to Controversy. Controversially, uh, this week, I was provided this information by an inside source. Right. Is this true or is this a rumor? This is a hundred percent true. Okay. Okay. Yep. You've been handing out nicknames in my absence to groups of our junior team. 
Correct. Okay. Now, we're not handing out names like the fancy forwards or the match winners or the inglorious <laughs> bastards, as I knew a, a forward group named themselves. But on the weekend, in my absence coaching, you handed out to the back line the nickname The Dirty Six. <laughs> not, not original. Given that you had never played there in your life. Uh, <laughs> Added to the fact that we rotate players in position, so at no point we is don't, a, we don't anymore. Is it no point is a player <laughs> stationed in that area? So uh, rarely, rarely is a player pigeonholed at such a young age or left in the same position all season. And you roll out uh, and dish out to the six pace boys, 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 coming, 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 coming. You guys are the dirty six. They loved it. Nothing gets through it. <laughs> at what point of the game did you? Provide this pre-game, quarter time, uh, half yeah. time. So, so I got the team list. And I'm running through the, the order, and I looked at the bat six, and I thought, "There's some characters in this group. There is some real characters in this group." And I, I reckon what they need is just a, they just they just need a little little bit of confidence for themselves, a little bit of something to ensure that they stick together, look after each other. So I ran with your mentality of of the uh, the lions. I love the lions, and I. I extended upon that as we were a pack of lions. So, you know, we, we all are a group of lions. We're a pack of lions. We hunt together. Yeah, they're a pride, aren't they? Yeah. Any, they are. Anyway, um, I then I saw the six in the back line and I gave young Crosby, I gave him a role, the, the captain of the... the oh, so you've the, not uh, only given the nickname, yeah, but you've provided captaincy to it. Well, all, all through my time at playing, I always... I heard of this dirty six, and I just wanted <laughs> to be a. First, I want. I'd squint into yeah, the wind on it. it so a sun far in afternoon. Be, beyond what I was ever going to be involved with, because you know, in the forward line was just a bunch of people that ran for themselves. It wasn't a group, and I love that group. It's why I played footy, and I wanted these boys to feel a part of that. So I gave them the heading. There were, weren't going to be any rotations during the game, and they they did a phenomenal. This is a team that built us by eighty points, who kicked. Probably twelve to fifteen goals on this last time, and they kept them to four. It was a phenomenal effort by the Dirty Six. So I did a little bit controversial. They might controversial. They might, it's they a might, football no no. They might never be the Dirty Six again. That's but like for that drinking, one day, they loved it, and they that's like they drinking were out of someone else's premiership cup that you hadn't earned. It's yeah, not yours. You, you to dish, it's not yours to dish hey, out. I was the coach for the day. I do what I want. Next uh, next tell week, you what, I'm not going away anytime in the next you, few weeks you to might, see what happens. You might be a bit dirty as well because Duff was there taking a lot of footage, and it was all as me as oh, coach, and you weren't even there. You wouldn't so. be taking football uh, no. footage of me. No, no. Is that why you were well behaved? Was it? Maybe. Oh, maybe. Amazing what happens when yeah. the camera hey, mate, gets presented in, a, in you, your face. You watch. You watch the Dirty Six this week. They will be up and about, and they thrive. They probably have t-shirts. Magnets will be thrown around the board this uh, week. It's not up to me, kids. Uh, I tried to do what I could do. So oh, anyway, damn me. <laughs> You tune? What do you got? Ooh. Ooh. So this one's uh, dedicated to Toby Green and Ahmed Saad, who took absolute rippers in front of me on the weekend. Uh, they were good, Mark. Jump around. Track it up, pack it in. Let me begin. Uh, we can't go much longer than that. To, um, I think we'll get... Permission rights. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, 
Last drinks for me. Uh, there were some amazing milestones on the weekend, which I want to just give these guys a pump up and girls. Uh, so, firstly, uh, Frank Archer, OLs, yes, former, former Scotch boy, OLs, legend, 200 games for the club. I can still remember the sound that Whitey gave him when he floored him at the NTCA ground. He, uh, Frank is a great clubman, a huge asset to OLs. So, Frank, well done, mate, on your 200th in his final season. He promises me. He reckons he's not going, going around I've again. I've heard We've another heard final side seasons from someone else that oh, played on the weekend oh, too. Okay. Uh, Lee Harding, 150 senior game with South. Well done, spread up. Our boy Toby Lutwich played his 100th game for Queenstown Crows in their big win over Somerset. Uh, Jody Clifford, 50 games at Georgetown. So well done, Jody. Uh, another lady that's doing great things as coaching. Uh, and Aaron Taylor retired on Saturday. Same day, played game 400 for the Rainbows. So he started at uni as a teenager. Did we ever play with him? We must have if he played 400. Um, Did Bill play 400? He I'm, played I'm 400 not, at not uni, sure. I'm pretty sure. But leaves as the, we, the, the, the announcement said he leaves as the most capped player for the Rainbows. Oh. So maybe not. Anyway, former captain, coach, worthy life member, recipient. Well done, Aaron. Uh, that's me for done for uh, last yeah, well, well Unfortunately, done for we will not be making it to... Hobart this weekend, I don't reckon. Oh, yeah. that's a no-no. But in better news, in loot, we may be making a Midlands Canteen mission. Uh, Watch this space. Yeah, I'm I'm sick of being in the car actually, to be honest. After my last nice. weekend, down to try a bunner. You were in comfortable clothing. Maybe you just wear the same again. Maybe we all go with that. Uh, we'll bring ooh, the kids. Dresses wound day. God. Hey, did you see Hector kick ten for the for fourth? He's back. In for the, who? Fourth. Well done, Big win over East Alby. Well done, Hector. Uh, back for finals. Send in anything of delight. Rate us, review us. If you're going to under four star us, contact us first. Yeah, let us know. We might post a few photos. We're a bit late, but of the weekend, some yeah, fire been, pits. I've One been, of um, been busy working this weekend. Yeah, that's so. that's not good enough. One with Sasha. We better post that yeah. up. Radio. Good on Enjoy you. Enjoy your weekend of local football. Enjoy your week. Get around your training. Get around your Thursday night player meals. Bye bye. Didn't like the dirty six. The kids loved. It's, it's, a, it's a weak. It's a weak. Um, weak giving it out. No. Way. You have no jurisdiction on that. Hey mate, I was coach for the day. I loved it. Should have seen it. I'm freaking dirty. They might want me to. I'm dirty. They might you want wait me to coach again. You, you wait till defenders <laughs> get you. Where's Worm? Can we get Worm back. <laughs> if you enjoyed this chat on Way Out in the Wing, make sure you like and subscribe to the Way Out in the Wing podcast channel so you never miss another entertaining episode, neglect an exclusive interview, or forget what games you should be seeing this footy season. Listen, like, and subscribe to the channel now.